Welcome to another episode of Coffee Pods uh, here at Acorn Christian Healing Foundation. Uh, my name is Lisa and I'm thrilled to have Wes with me today again. Hello, Wes. Hi. Hi. We are continuing our series um, of the big why. We've done the big how and now we're looking at the big why. And these are questions that I think um, we, we all have at times about uh, Christian healing in particular. Um, and we just thought by having a conversation, we can pull it apart a little bit. Um, so are you ready, Wes? How are you feeling about this? Yeah, I'm doing it. I, I <laughs> love looking back at some of the history of the church and think, oh, my, mm. come on. These guys were just so outrageously, you know, something or other. Uh, <laughs> we're going to find out a little bit more about that because... Our question today is, um, like, why does the church not really appear? This sounds harsh, but it can be true. Why does it not appear to believe that Jesus still heals? Like, um, in, in our churches, in that context, and we've heard this at some of our events, haven't we? People have been saying, um, my church doesn't really do healing, or we don't really talk about healing. The Holy Spirit isn't really invited into our meetings. And so um, what can people in that situation do, Wes, when they feel as though their church is not allowing a space for Jesus to be able to heal? Well, and it's a great it's a great question, because, you know, in 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 sort of um, I've been a church leader, so I understand this from both sides. OK, mm. and, and 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 in a sense, you just try to keep the show on the road, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, there, there are people who want to turn up and they want to sit in their seats and they want to do their thing whatever shape of thing that is and and it's not limited to any particular kind of church to be honest mm. um, and then as a leader you're trying to get everything together and then someone comes up with a suggestion <laughs> that Jesus should heal people um, and so I think one of the key things uh, for us is um, time agenda but add to that things like fear Mm -hmm. You know, if we if we let God out of the box. Yeah. What what else is he going to do? Because, you know, it, the thing about healing is if somebody gets healed, it's not that you can then just go back on Sunday and pretend that it never happened. <laughs> you know, I mean, clearly there's somebody who was sick who is now in front of you, like the guy at, at the gate. Beautiful. When Peter and John and he goes in the temple, you can't really just come back the following sort of Sabbath and go, oh, well, yeah, maybe, you know, he's <laughs> not there anymore. You know, and then you see this guy jumping up and down in the temple yeah, yeah. for what God has done. So. I understand there's it, it healing is not just a bolt on an add on to the reality of the church, because among anything else, it says God's here. He's among us. I know we say that by faith in our hearts and we say, you know, the Lord is with us. His spirit is here and we believe that. Mm. But actually, when the Lord is with us, his spirit is here, is now jumping up and down in front of you because of something that God has done. Mm. it actually makes you realize that you can't just fold all that away at the end of the service and 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 pretend that we've just gone back to life as normal so i understand that mm. and, and we can be afraid uh, it can be um disturbing uh one of our teams steve he loves the word to discombobulate <laughs> you know, it, can, it can be literally just the, turning everything up uh, up and down uh, with us and so there are a number of things that we don't have it because of theology. Mm -hmm. it, it, it offends our 
um, scientific, you know, anti-miracle-based thing. Mm. We only trust the things that we can measure and see. Mm. And then when suddenly somebody prays and a non-medical intervention reality takes place mm. in front of us, how do you how do you measure that? Yeah. And, and and how do you understand that? And so I, I I can understand some of that as well. I can understand that some people don't want things to get out of control. Mm. You know, if God's doing mm. this, what else is he gonna do in my life? You know. Yeah. Um I also understand disappointment. I think that's people, a big one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I tried it and it didn't work. Mm. You know. Someone actually sent us an article recently um, through Acorn's Facebook page. And if you're listening, you may have seen it. Um, but they were saying that um, this article was particularly looking at intercessory prayer mm-hmm. and how it can cause what they were calling a nocebo effect, which is the opposite to the placebo. So mm. some examples that they were giving and I could say, I, I mean, I didn't disagree with the article. I think quite a lot of what they're saying is very true. A huge part of the article touched on disappointment of mm. expectation of this person's going to pray for me. I need mm. to be healed. And then I'm not. Um, mm. And that is very, that is very real. That's something we talk to our tra- our team about when we train them, isn't it? Mm. 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 Funnily, and, and I say this carefully and, mm. and, you know, whatever, but do you know, very often it's Christians that carry significant levels of disappointment about this. It's not non-Christians. Mm. My experience is that most non-Christians are just genuinely pleased that you loved them enough to yeah. pray for them. Um, and and I, I wonder sometimes if we also get hung up with God's reputation is involved in this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and of course, then does he want me to heal me? And if he doesn't love me. So I, I understand that. And, it, and in, I think. I think sometimes our intellect does shape the way we do it, as does our disappointment shape the way we do it. And and certainly, um, you know, grief and loss will shape the way we do it. But I guess, you know, we often think it didn't happen for me, therefore it's not going to happen for others. Mm. Whereas actually... And most evangelists will turn that the other way around <laughs> and say, if Jesus has saved you and he's done something for you, you can have faith that he will do something for someone yeah. else. Yeah. So it's a funny way, isn't it, that we come to to, to bring that t- t- uh, together. Um, and, and I think I understand preferences. I understand people's different theology. I understand, you know, people tell me that it's not you know, logical, and I, I appreciate that. I don't think science and the Bible contradict one another. Yeah. I don't think miracle and medicine contradict one another. They are, they are God's way of reaching us. But I think we come to a lot of different things by which we think, well, you know, let, let's not even start. You know, yeah. somebody said to me once, don't get me started <laughs> on it, you know, whatever. <laughs> but if if I could, can I just tell you a little story from 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 church history yeah um, I there i'd love this one there is a there is um a uh, a woman called macrina the younger okay. so we're we're looking now somewhere around <laughs> the three 
33, 40, 350 um, AD, okay, yes. 350 years after uh, Christ. Okay, this is it. Okay, uh, she is the sister of Basil, uh, not Basil 40, but she's the <laughs> sister of Basil, who was the Bishop of Caesarea, and also the sister of Gregory, who's the Bishop of Nyssa. Okay. okay, now, Gregory, who's a brother, writes her biography, okay, mm-hmm. And he tells the story how she was healed herself, Macrina. Okay. But then she comes behind. She becomes part of a um, uh, a convent, and and they minister. But now listen to this for a story. I mean, this is like mm-hmm. really, this is the story um, that he recounts of a military uh, man. This, so this is a soldier's story okay. that the soldier tells him. Okay. And he says, it happened that my wife and I were eager to visit the monastery of virtue where Macrina, uh, is. Um, and, uh, they had, uh, their little girl with them who suffered from an eye ailment that resulted in a, an, a, an, an infection in her eye. And as a result, the, uh, the membrane around the pupil was swollen, and whitened by the disease. So actually, this girl is going blind, and this mm. eye is incredibly diseased. So um, what happens is um, they uh, uh, they come to the convent, and actually it's a convent and a monastery. So what happens is there's a sort of a women's section and a men's section. Yeah. And the wife goes with Macrina, and uh, the man goes with the brothers, and they spend the day there. So I'm just putting the background mm-hmm. uh, in it. Um and it, it's really, it's really interesting that um, they, uh, when the mother and the girl goes, Macrina is there, and um, this is what this is his story. Right? Okay, it said that uh, Macrina would not let my wife go and would not give up holding my daughter, whom she was she held in her arms until the meal was given them and offered uh, an offer to them. She kissed the child, as one might expect, and put her lips on her eyes when she noticed the diseased pupil. And she said, look, if you do me the favour of remaining for dinner, I will return in keeping with this honour. And so when the mother uh, uh, child was asked, you know, said, um, she said, I have some medicine for this child. Okay. Okay. Um, and if you'll stay, um, uh, I'll, I'll let you have it. So they do. They stay for the thing. Now, what happens is um, they then um, the meal is in. They then get back in their carriage and he and his wife go. Yeah. OK. And they're with the daughter and they go. Okay. This is what he said. He said um, the, the wife was telling everything in order of what they had done. And then she said, what have we done? How did we forget the promise, the medicine for the eyes? And I was annoyed at our thoughtlessness and quickly sent one of my men back to ask for the medicine. When the child who happened to be in her nurse's arms looked at her mother and her mother fixing her gaze on the child's eyes said, stop being upset by our carelessness. She said this in a loud voice, joyfully and fearfully. Nothing of what is promised has been omitted, but the true medicine that heals diseases, the cure that comes from prayer, this she has given us and it has already worked. Nothing at all is left of the disease in her eyes. 
As she said this, she took our child and put her in my arms. And I also then comprehended the miracle in the gospel, which I had not believed before. And I said, what a great thing it is for sight to be restored to the blind by the hand of God. Mm-hmm. Okay, wow. 350 AD. <laughs> this is the story of uh, an unbelieving military um, soldier, and mm. it was told to Gregory, the Bishop of Nyssa, about his sister. Wow. I mean, and, and, and what was the medicine? She kissed the eye and mm. prayed. Mm. And I sat there and thought, oh, my goodness me. Yeah. And, and bear in mind that there was very little that medically could be done in that mm. day for that yeah. disease. And Incredible. you just think, in fact, I have seen a, uh, a child with a, uh, a disease die like that. Uh, in a third world country, which I, mm. I won't go into, but and and you know there are there are you, you know Basil, you know he he was the same Ambrose. I mean the names are just countless mm. of saints in in past who you know in, in, at the end of, the, of that first season of church history, incredible miracles taking yeah. place. So we see, so honestly, been... we can see that there's there are incredible miracles that have taken place in church history. So, w- what's changed along the way? Are we not seeing them? Are we just not being attentive to them? Is uh, it yeah, what you were mentioning at the start? I I think it's because um, well, my personal personal experience, <laughs> the feeling is this: I think we get distracted. Mm. I think we have assumed that the goal of church is meetings rather than encounters. Yeah. I mean, this couple had an encounter with God. Mm. I think we have become ruled by rationalism, and I, I'm not suggesting that we should shoot our brains out. <laughs> I am suggesting that God has the right to do things that we haven't seen before, mm. and he has the right to do things that make us go, What? Mm. And the Bible calls those wonders because mm-hmm. it makes you wonder. Mm. That's what signs and wonders what? make you wonder yeah. at the sign. Um, I think also that if we're not careful, we have replaced faith with religion. Yeah. And religion is easier to uh, satisfy initially because you get rewarded for feeling that you've done well. Yeah. Whereas faith is saying, Lord, here is the impossible. What do you want to do? Mm. Um, I think the other thing that we've got to do is I think we've made, uh, and, I, and I speak from my perspective as somebody involved in the healing ministry, I think in the end we can make it too much of a profession and not just a way of life for disciples. Mm. Um, and that's why in our healing hubs, one of the things Lisa we're trying to do is to train just ordinary disciples to be able to pray effectively for those who are sick. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure there are plenty of other things that, you know, control is a big one in the church. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm pleased, though, because like obviously we've talked about some hindrances, but also what we're seeing, especially through the healing hubs and the academy and some of the the training and resources that we're doing at Acorn. um, There's so many good things happening. Um, And so this is a very real question that a lot of people feel, you know, why am I not seeing this happening in my church? 
But yeah. actually, um, I would encourage you as well, like all of you listening, because there is stuff happening. <laughs> mm, there <laughs> um, is, absolutely. Yeah. And I remember, Absolutely. I remember, uh, I think it was at the Healing Academy once, where you were talking about just, you know, go to where Jesus is, where you see Jesus at work, um, yeah. you know, go to that. And that's not to say, leave your church, um, yeah. but but go where he is, it's perfectly fine. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, no, it. No, no, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, within an hour of where I'm living right now, mm. uh, there's a couple who pray for the sick and they pray really effectively and they see people mm. healed. You know, yeah. um, an hour the other way, there are other people who can do yeah. it. Absolutely, yeah. and it, and and it's not that it's not happening. Yes, it's not happening to the degree that we would like it, mm-hmm. and and there are some things that we're not seeing a breakthrough in it, and I understand that as well. Yeah. But actually, I think the church then gets to that very often if we're not careful and say, OK, well, then we'll give up. What it's made me do and what's made Acorn do is to say, no, I want to press through. I want to find out mm-hmm. how that happens, how that gets expressed on the earth, how the wonder of God is displayed. Yeah. On it. Oh, but I do understand if you're in a church on your own and there's nobody who you know thinks this way, it can be a bit of a hard journey. It can be. Of course, it can be. And I mean, if that is you um, and you, you're just feeling like, gosh, I'm the only one <laughs> who is really trying to get this going. Um, always like contact us here at Acorn as well, because, you know, just through conversation, we're happy to help. But also um, in the process of starting up these healing hubs, um, we're just learning so much and we're all being drawn together in a really wonderful way. So that option is there for you. But mm. also, um, if someone is feeling a bit like that, where it's like, what what can they do? Do you, is there anything they can do yeah, to get absolutely. things going? First of all, don't give up. You are right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jesus heals. You are right. Okay, yeah. but the fact that a lot of other people haven't got it doesn't make you wrong. Yeah. Right. It's absolutely true. You are right, and and I understand that this can feel a very lonely and a very solo journey. Okay, mm-hmm. but don't give up. You are right. You are right. Hear me again. You are right about this. Jesus heals. The second thing is this. There are probably other people who are feeling just the same as you (laughs) in another church not far away from you. Mm. And so one of the things I would do is to say, um, ask God to help you connect with them, you know, because even like uh, finding finding another mate who is apparently as crazy as you is really encouraging. (laughs) And can I just say that's what we're doing with the healing hubs. If you're like that, please get in touch with us. Because we could probably put you in touch with other people who are not far from you who are like that. And you could start a healing home. Yeah. Or you could just get together for coffee and talk about healing and talk about Jesus. Because there's a recovery of this taking place in the church yeah. in this country. It's slow, but it is taking place. The second thing is this. Read all the healing stories. Go through the Gospels again. Just read the healing stories. Read the 12 healing stories in the Old Testament. Just go in the the Old Testament. Go read them. Read Mm -hmm. the New Testament. Find some books about those who've gone before. Wimber, Catherine Kuhlman, uh, Francis McNutt. I mean, A.A. Allen, a whole host of people. Mm -hmm. In in Google, just type out Christian healing ministry. You will get a Mm -hmm. list of people who have been just like this, passionate about seeing the recovery of the healing ministry of Jesus, because it means that people are meeting him and they're getting in touch with him. And the final thing I would say is this, Um, you know, as you've taken your look at your stories and whatever, ask God to bring to you somebody that you can pray for. 
Nice. Yeah. Because actually, rather than wait and say, okay, if something starts, I'll start to pray for the sick. Start to pray now. I prayed for a guy on the threshold of of this this high street just a couple of days ago. Um, As we'd been in a meeting and and we were walking out, he told me he was sick and we were standing on the pavement (laughs) outside (laughs) in the the city. And I just said, let me pray now. Yeah. So ask God to bring somebody to you that you could pray for. Yeah. Right? Don't wait until somebody sort of gives you a piece of paper and says, okay, start to find somebody that mm. you can pray for. Just get on and do it. Yeah, because also if we wait, it, the likelihood of it happening, I think, will be quite slim. Because like in my head, yeah. I'll be thinking of all the reasons why that isn't the person I should be praying for. And they're never yeah. going to come up to you really and be like, hello, will you pray for me? You know, like unless you're in a context, a bit more of a Christian context. So yeah, yeah right. God. But, but and very often people will tell you, say, how are you doing? You say, oh, I'm not feeling very well. Mm-hmm. And, and and you just say, oh, sorry about yeah. that. Oh, okay, say, sorry about that. Can I just quickly pray for you? Lord Jesus, please, would yeah. you send your healing power? And I prayed, I said, Lord, would you fix this, please? Yeah. And, and you know, you will meet people, friends will say, oh, I'm feeling a bit, you know, and say, yeah. okay, let me pray for you. Just get on and do it. Just start doing it. And get in touch with us. We'd love to help you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and to do another sort of cheeky plug, um, in August uh, the 19th and the 20th, we've got um, an Acorn Healing Hub conference. And you don't have to be a part of a healing hub yet to be able to come to that. Um, you can just come and reconnect with people if you are passionate, like we've just been talking about. So do yeah. check that out on our website. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, spend spend two days with people who are further on the journey and let them inspire you. Oh, it'd be brilliant. It'd be really yeah. good. Awesome. Okay. Any final points, Wes, before we go? I just read a prayer. Yes, that would be lovely. Okay. I'm, I'm going to read a prayer. This comes out of uh, Healing House of Prayer by Morris Maddox. It is a, a prayer from the Guild of Health. Okay. okay? Um, and forgive me, but it's in old language. And it says this, Lord Jesus, who chose 12 disciples and sent them forth to preach the gospel and to heal the sick. Forgive the faithless disobedience of thy children and help us to restore the healing ministry to thy church. Grant that thy whole church as thy body may be inspired to teach and to heal. And again, signs may follow upon faith in thee and the world may know that thou art mighty saviour to whom be all praise and glory now and forevermore. Amen. Oh, man. Thanks for sharing that, Wes. And uh, looking forward to catching you next time.